Hey, this is Farley, and this is uh, Just Don't Care Yourself Today podcast. We have Jeremy Scipio. I'm very excited you showed up. Yeah. I was telling Jeremy about the show, and basically the show is about what, what we do to keep us on this planet every day, especially what's going on with COVID, what inspires us. Jeremy, tell me a little bit about yourself. My name is Jeremy Scipio. That's S-C-I-P-P-I-O. My last name, S-C-I, when people hear my last name, they think Skip. And it's not true. It's not Skip. It's Scipio. And I've constantly had to deal with this my whole life. S-C-I, in any instance, still It's crazy. It's like scissors and science and so many other words. Imagine somebody going, hey, uh, I'm in science class. You're like, you idiot. But then when somebody goes, hey, Scipio, I got to go, hey, you're sane. You're intelligent. And that's just how life works. Some people go, hey, Scipio. S-C-I. Oh, is the C silent? Then I say, no, the S is. Because guess what? It's still the same word. <laughs> but yep That's what's keeping me on the planet <laughs> Correcting people <laughs> No kidding, how you doing Farley? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good Doing pretty good uh, Just getting used to the COVID lifestyle You know, slowly uh, learning how to uh, waste time And be productive at the same time What else? I've just been doing that Tell me a little bit about your, your first comedy record oh my oh my comedy record wow you make me sound old so my comedy album no <laughs> my comedy cd disc tape cassette no um but anyway yeah uh i have a comedy album on itunes called uh happens to the best of us you actually can stream it everywhere but if you buy it on itunes i get paid the most it released back in 2018 and uh it's actually a collection of my work. I would say I had been working on some of that stuff between 2015 and 2017. It's just where I was at mentally. <clears throat> I definitely would like to put out more. But with that one, I didn't want to overthink it. I wanted to just just like be who I was, and I wanted people to see who I was at that time. Uh, but yeah, it happens to the best of us. I just felt like... Each one of those instances I, I described is one of those moments that happen, but we don't really speak on, you know? So that's what it just kind of hit me like. And it's also a term of, uh, I don't want to say bad luck, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, somebody goes, oh, man, I lost my job. It happens to the best of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, a, it's just like a, a bounce back phrase. I mean, like, yeah, whatever whatever happened, whatever situation, it's not a big deal. I, I, like, I was actually reminded of this phrase, uh, this too shall pass. Yes. That'll be the next name of my next uh, comedy album. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> That's a terrible comedy album. Name. This too shall pass. <laughs> I'll pass on that. So what do you do to keep yourself mentally fit? Masturbate. That's one thing you can do. <laughs> no, mentally fit. Can you go into detail? Yeah. Is it a spiritual practice? Is it... A belief system? Uh, is it, for example, 
uh, you were talking about how you wake up and you've been writing 10 pages. I've been trying to do that. I haven't done 10 pages, but I do like, I wake up and I've been doing like three or four pages or, mm-hmm. and I just, I just write. It could be, I'm just waking up in the morning. Where this, where's coffee? Where's coffee? I mean, just to have the pen hit the page. Well, my writing style, uh, I write 10 pages a day to finish a project. It's like, um, it's not as arbitrary. It's just like a, like if I know I have a dude, like if I don't have a deadline or something, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to finish. Right. So I go, okay, if I do 10 pages a day in nine days, I have a script, I have a, a film. You know what I'm right. saying? So that's kind of where, where I'm at with that. You know, as a comic, I think, uh, you know, most comics in, in a sense are automatically writers. Even if you're not physically writing, the way you're forming jokes, it's, it's, it's rhetoric. You know what I mean? So it's like like poetry in a way, like word, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're manipulating words in order to get a response out of people. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that helps me uh, mentally, be mentally fit. But that's just, I can't say that's a strategy for everybody because with me, the reason I got into comedy was to, like, I'm an overthinker, I over, overanalyze things. And it's a place to get that energy out. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm really proud to have picked a medium that pacifies that. You know what I mean? Comedy is, it's, you get a voice and you get an opinion about something and you can twist it and turn it and make it into all these other things you didn't, you didn't notice. You know, it's kind of uh, that thing where, you know, you see a picture and they're like, oh, there's a dolphin in there. And you're like... The do- and then they, you show them the dolphin, and they go, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when I remember when I bought the BC Boys record, uh, License to Ill, mm-hmm. the, on that plane it says, eat me. Mm-hmm. And I, someone had to show me that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was like, okay. There's always a dolphin in my comedy, by the way, every time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't even, I love Echo the Dolphin. That's my favorite dolphin. <laughs> Oh, man. Remember when we went and saw that movie, Beach Bum? Beach Bum. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Star-studded cast. And I, I, I just did not know that, that they would actually all be in something like that. That was crazy. Matthew uh, McConaughey, right? Yeah. Dude, uh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. He is the, the dolphin Lawrence. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dolphin guy. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, that was crazy. Really good. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. And how long you been out in L.A.? <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> Ten years. Make, I think a lot of people come out here and they, you know, stars in their eyes and then yeah. the reality hits in that yeah. it's just a lot of tents and uh-huh. homeless people and, you know. I think it's funny everybody tells their story like this, like unique, but just like you said, everybody goes through the same thing. Everybody who comes to L.A. with stars in their eyes goes through the same like, oh, you thought it was going to be all this. You thought Hollywood was Beverly Hills, but then you found out that it smells like piss. You know what I'm saying? Like, not in a metaphorical sense, like, literally, it smells like piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you're like, oh, man. Then you finally get enough nuts to, like, like okay, I don't need to be in Hollywood, Hollywood, because the rent is too expensive, and I live like shit. So then you move to either North Hollywood or Koreatown or... Some outskirts place, you know, or, or, you know, a friend that got you a dope place in like Culver City or something like whatever, whatever, wherever you decide to move and be a Hollywood adjacent or do you know, people say, oh, I slept in my car. I'm like that. That's L.A., baby. That's 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 everybody slept in their car at some point. That's just how it goes. Not to disqualify, which is exactly what I did. 
<laughs> but just saying that that's part of the beauty of it, you know, is, um, you know, coming to a place like I, I feel like I've mastered going to new environments and making the most out of them. How do you, how do you do that? Do you, what, what's your, is it meeting everyone? Is it just taking chances? Uh, yeah, all of that. You know, I, I make friends in the most genuine way. I feel like, you know, like you just show up and, uh, you have to be, your energy has to be in a place to receive and, and give, you know what I mean? Like, cause a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people kind of go into like, gimme, gimme. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, and even even the term networking sounds dirty to me. Yeah. You know, you're a good networker. Like, yeah. How am I networking? You know, like when you see kids in kindergarten getting to know each other, you're like, oh, they're great networkers. Like, you know, like <laughs> my friendships, I believe, are genuine. You know what I mean? And it doesn't always have to be people I've known for a thousand years. It's like, okay, if me and the person connect or we have a moment um, especially as in the comic community, man, I feel like I've been embraced by that community, and because of that, I'm able to go anywhere. You know what I mean? I mean, we're thicker than like the Illuminati. You know what I'm saying like, and you know, I feel like the same courtesy that I've been shown when I go to a new city. People come up to me. People come up to me, and you know, we, whatever we bond on, we bond on that thing. But also, I extend that same courtesy as where I say if they come to LA. I say, yo, if you need a place to crash, you know, you always got me because they show me that same type of love and energy. Show me what spaces are hot, um, you know, especially with underground scenes because every city has like a major club or whatever. But then when you get to the underground scene, you see like, oh, this is what's popping. This is where people are coming. To. But um, yeah, I think um, doing that over and over, just literally being in a new situation almost every week for, excuse me, a full calendar year. You develop the skill to be like, okay, um, Jay Z has this line. I know you like Jay Z lines. Uh, Jay Z has a line. He said, "Put me anywhere on God's green earth, I triple my worth." And, and that's kind of how I feel. Like, you know, if I, whatever I am here, I can be anywhere. So I don't necessarily need to be in LA to flourish. And do you, do you feel like the comedy scene is more accepting than other scenes, or do you feel that there's? Um like there's a club or there's the, is it, do you feel like it's, it's high school? It's a dichotomy. It's both. You know what I mean? It's accepting in a way, I always say this, and uh, anybody who's gone to the comedy store and been there past 1, 1, 1 a.m. will tell you the same thing. It's just, it gets weird. There's a lot of weird people, you know, and I always say that people are like, man, why is there so many weird people in comedy? I'm like, because there's not as many circuses around, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's more circuses, all the freaks have a place to go. But um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of acceptance. I think that's because, you know, technically the requirements for comedy is just making people laugh. You know, I mean, anybody could argue more stuff about it, but it's just like, oh, if you want to make people laugh or want to be around laughter on a consistent basis, then, you know, you, have, you can be comfortable at majority of the comedy clubs. As far as the high school aspect... I think any culture, any culture has those those systems in place. You know what I mean, you got the cool kids, you got um, you know the jocks, you got the uh, you know the cheerleaders and whatever you know the chess club or whatever. That's still in place. For comics, you know, like some people, like you know, they they think of comedy like it's a sport. You know what I mean? Like you can't even untrain them to feel that way. So those people are like, you know, they just I'm gonna make people laugh every night on the beat, tell the jokes like this. And a lot of those type of guys tell the same exact jokes as other people and don't even realize it, you know, just simple, like, back in my day, they, 
you know, they, they had, nowadays they got time out. Back in my day, they had whoop your ass, you know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, I wrote a good joke. It's because you made people laugh. You know, but, you know, anybody who's more aware be like, yeah, that's, that's not it. But you can't tell that person that, you know, and then you also have the highly introspective or, 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 or even observational comics, you know, there's like, almost like, you know, beer's not good enough for them. They have to drink wine in order to, you have to be a wine drink in order to understand their comedy. They wear glasses, they're super nerdy. Yeah, but then they don't make you laugh. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got all those aspects, but, or just the writers or whatever. But all of these people belong in the ethos that is comedy. Like, I don't, I don't feel like one is technically greater than the other. You know what I mean? It's just all, that's the high school aspect of it where all these these people in their stereotypical traits is something you have to navigate in the comic community. And I, in some weird way, I'll complain about it, but I do enjoy it. I, I enjoy it too. I feel that my experience has been, everyone's been really accepting. It's been a place where you can, you know, jump off that diving board and people encourage you to go, go do it again. It's, it's a connecting. It's a, it's a connection and I, I think that's where people, when you're connecting, then you feel the most alive and you feel that you're part of, you know, what's going on in this in this world. I think that's the one thing that's really hard for people right now is the, the separation. How are you dealing with COVID? Um, I mean, you know, I, I'll be honest, nobody around me has, um, I, know, I know a couple people who caught it, but nobody has been affected in a major way, you know, over it, so... You know, I feel for the people who have and the people who are related to people who have or, you know, going through stuff. But my personal situation, I would say it hasn't been as bad. I mean, I enjoyed the break. I enjoyed, um, you know, just uh, reconnecting with certain people. Uh, certain friends of mine that I don't get a chance to see or talk to on a regular basis actually reached out to me and just acknowledged the moment like, yo, it's, it's crazy, you know, and I, I appreciate that. It made me go, let me reach out to more people be a little more interconnected because, um, you know, there's a lot of love and, you know, you need moments like this where things are on the line to find out who's your real friends. But yeah, uh, it hasn't been, I'm not one of those people that's like, I got to do comedy every day or my brain's going to explode. You know, I, I, I mean, um, I mean, I prefer to do stand up, but you know, my, my mind is intact. I'm like, you know, if, if I was able to just get on multiple stages every day right now, I'd get the ball rolling again. Um, but yeah, I, so, you know, it's been profitable, <laughs> technically. But also, because, you know, I get to save money because I, I travel. I travel. I travel my fucking ass off. You do. And the fact that I'm not able to do that now is kind of funny. So I kind of just laugh at it like, oh, well, that's the end of the travel. <laughs> but I was able to save money on flights and stuff like that. So And friendship. Friendship is such an interesting thing uh, from my experience. I feel like I have friends that... I don't talk to, but if I run into them, it's like we're friends again. And then I have people like you that I check in on. And it's uh, and then there's been friends I've had in my life where we don't talk for, I don't know, two years. And then, you know, we run in, you know, we start talking again and everything starts to just, it, it's, it's, and I feel like L.A. is a weird friendship town uh, compared to other places. For example... Every time I've gone to Austin, Texas, I just go there alone, and you people just come up there and start talking to you, and like they invite you to your, their bar barbecue or mm-hmm. the after party or something. It's been that one city that like you could go out by yourself, and you 
you come home with like five numbers. People, yeah. You know, people are just, that's just been my experience mm-hmm. uh, in those places where I feel like LA is such a transit city or I remember when I first got here, uh, I met this girl at a club and she said uh, to me, I don't, I don't go over, uh, I, I don't pass Fairfax going east. Oh, that's funny. You know? And, uh, <laughs> why, why was the reason? Because uh, uh, she asked me where I lived. And I think, I, I think at the time I was living like in Silver Lake or I was living, she's like, well, I'll never connect with you because, uh, you know, you, I'm not going to go over that, that <laughs> line right there. And it's just, it's, it's funny, you know, for all these like rules that people sometimes have. It's, it's very, it's a very bizarre thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's people people are only projecting from their own experiences, you know, and I tell you, being in multiple cities, the more people think they're different, the more they're actually the same. Every city has a um a thing in there you go like the people who are from that place tend not to leave their area. Like that's just how they mentally work. I don't know why. There's so many people in LA who never take advantage of how LA works. You know, <laughs> like like, you know, I know like fine chicks in Pasadena who never consider modeling ever. It's just like, okay, like, <laughs> I mean, so what, what was the plan? You know, I mean, you know, granted if that's your passion or not, but then you hear things like, Oh, I, mean, I always thought I could model. It's like, but you live, people come from all around the world to come here. Same thing with New York, same thing with Chicago, same thing with, it's like everywhere you go, people like they have their own world that they built full of their own laws and own integrity. They'll try to project that onto you. Yeah. I say anybody who's not willing to come to a certain part of town to not hang with me, you did me a favor. Because that means you'd probably be a terrible person to eat with, <laughs> probably be a terrible person to sleep with, probably be a terrible person to, to, to watch a movie with. Like, yeah, you, you're, thank you for telling me that you won't go past an arbitrary street <laughs> in a town that you didn't build or create. Yeah, that's how life works. that makes sense okay yeah live by that you probably still worship horoscopes and stuff (laughs) like yeah if if a fortune cookie tells you to go past Fairfax you do it but to hang with me oh it's just a problem got it yeah that's intelligent sure yeah it's yeah and another thing I think that I've met a lot of people in LA where I feel like when uh, when they've gotten everything out of you or they've gotten your connections or whatever, they just kind of stop talking to you because you can't give them anything. Yes. And it's, it's, um, and I don't understand that. Like I, I'm friends with a lot of people. They can't do anything for me. I just like, I just like people. Right. I, I you don't, I, you don't have to give me anything. I mean, just to, there's people I just like. And I think that's been a very, uh, eye opening thing, but I'm sure that happens in every city, but I yeah. feel like, but this town, this town trains you that way. The reason why is because because so many people come here for opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So when the opportunity doesn't come at the time you want it, you start moving things around to adjust them to your fitting. You know what I'm saying? So, which I would say none of us is above that part, but it's if you start doing that with people, you know what I mean? It does look shifty. You know what I'm saying? But you can't... You can, I, I personally don't get too upset at the people despite it happening that way, because some people who look at people as chess pieces get what they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I know me, that hasn't been beneficial for me in my life and my lifestyle. So I don't play those games. 
Yeah. Even even if I see somebody win and do that, I say that's for them. That's not for me. Yeah. You know I mean, I just I just believe in myself. I believe in God. I believe that I I believe in genuine friendship over uh, getting things out of people. You know, because if I have if you, if I know you exist and you know I exist, if you want to get in touch with me, you'll get in touch with me. And if our paths are meant to cross, they'll cross. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm not really into forcing it one way or another. But yeah, you're right. It, it can come off kind of icky. Yeah, I mean, I see you still love those people. You just go, and you know, I wish them well, and I I hope they get whatever they want, whatever they're searching for. They got as much as they could for you know from me or whatever. I just go, okay, okay, all right. It, it's just, it's like a, I had this therapist who used to tell me, uh, just go out. I'm like, I used to, you like, just go out and collect data. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, go out and just collect data. I'm like, have experiences. Yeah. He said, have experience. I'm like, he's like, good, bad, yeah, uh, lonely, yeah. everything. And I'm like, okay. So a lot of times I just go, I'm going to go out and collect data. You're good at that. <laughs> You're good at that. Because you, you, you observe, you, I know you've observed, but you, you will sit there and watch because you'll, you'll kind of play dumb. You're just like, oh, you know, just like aloof. Yeah. And you'll watch how people treat me. And then you'll give me like an honest report. Like, yeah. I mean, that guy's not your friend. I'm like, you know, it's funny. I trust your word because I know how genuine you really are. You know what I'm saying? And I tr- I'll treat somebody different based upon how they treat you. Yeah. Because, you know, you 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 have this innocence to your approach. Just, you know, when you're just dealing with people, you know what I mean? It's not like based on, a lot of people project, man. But you're like, I feel like you give everybody an opportunity, you know what I mean, for, for genuine friendship. So when I see people kind of take it a different way. I go, oh, okay, that's, that's their energy conflicting with your energy. Someone told me, uh, uh, if you want to see how someone treats someone, go to a restaurant and see how they tweet, treat the waiter or the waitress. Mm-hmm. And that really tells you a lot about them. Yes, servant. Yes. Go and pick me up. <laughs> go, go grab, you know. I, I this does not have enough ice. Up. Where's the ice? It's terrible. Yeah, some people, it, it, that dynamic shouldn't even exist because they don't even know how to, treated like I, I think people don't know what a favor is yeah just because you pay for something doesn't mean a favor is still not in place right you know i'm saying like when you get in the back of somebody's car i don't care if you're paying them for you to go somewhere that's still not your car act like you're in somebody else's car treat them with respect yeah say if you got a problem with somebody handle it later get yeah. to where the fuck you're going most times it's you. It's you. It's not them. Yeah. Because a lot of these altercations can be avoided most times. You know what I'm saying? If I really got a problem with somebody who's like driving Uber or doing something, I, I would just, if I'm a restaurant, I leave. If I'm in a car, I'll just go, oh, can you drop me off here? You know what I'm saying? I won't even discuss it. I got bigger shit on my mind. Yeah. A lot of people want to say, this is the thing. Today is the, like, now is the time to handle this big issue. You know, yes, I don't want bacon touching my biscuits. <laughs> yeah, it's not that serious. Look, those are our special guests. That's Tidbit, Olive, and Penny. They heard me knocking. Now is not the time, guys. <laughs> yeah, now is not the time. Uh, handle your grievances later. <laughs> Who you growling at? So, Jeremy, do you um, do you have any spiritual practices? Do you go to church? Do you pray? I do pray. I should go to church more. So basically, I'm your average Christian. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, you know, like I said, my roots are Christian. 
And uh, like I said, I definitely feel like I should do more. But, um, you know, I feel like I haven't, I don't feel like I've done enough. I don't feel like I've given uh, God enough uh, praise or energy. Um, I have a lot of friends of different denominations, you know, and it's so funny because I have, you know, atheist friends that um, it's weird because at certain parts of my life, I felt like I had to appease to them. Not because I'm changing anything in me. It's just the fact that I'm very open-minded about why people choose different paths. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, like, open about it. It's, not, it's never been a point of contention for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've studied Muslims, studied, um, well, Islam, I should say. Correct. Uh, you know, like, even, you know, offshoot religions, you know, like Nation of Islam or uh, Scientology, or, you know, just to know. You know, I'm not like I'm an expert, but I like to know what they truly practice or believe in. You know, friends that are Jehovah's Witness, uh, Mormons. Okay, what made you choose this? You know what I mean? Because even Christianity breaks into so many different groups. I mean, you got Latter-day Saints or Seventh-day Adventists or whatever, you know, Baptists, Holiness, Church of God in Christ, whatever. I, I, think, I think I'm a fan of history, and I'm a fan of uh, religions, just people, people pick things and why they pick them. You know what I'm saying? I think somewhere along the line, I probably got too open because, like I said, I feel like I was appeasing to atheist people because uh, I always wanted them to feel comfortable to talk about their stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I think at some point, it was a trade-off where I would talk about God as much or what role God played in my life. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's my roots. That's what I believe in. You know what I'm saying? I still am open but it's just what I believe in. And it's not, you know, faith is for me. It's not for everybody. So, But I, I'm, I'll gladly tell the truth if prompted to. Yes. Uh, I really think that uh, faith and finding that stuff, it's a very personal thing. It's a very, it's a relationship with with uh, what, you, what you believe and what you don't believe. But I've always been interested, like, in every religion or what every, what people do. It's, it's interesting that we, I think we're all looking for, for a tribe or we're looking for a place where we can go and we're all thinking on the same level and there's that respect for each other or that, you know, you go somewhere, like you go to a comedy store or whatever and you walk in and you see your friends and there's that moment of like, like you just like, like you just... Okay. Okay. I'm. 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 I'm in my element, and I, I felt like that when I was uh, young. I used to go to a lot of punk rock and concerts, and I like my concert friends, and they were very accepting. And we'd go see shows, and we would talk about, you know, seven inches and things like that. And that was a uh, that was like a, a religion. That was like a group. Uh-huh. We all were believing in one thing. We all showed up, and and we you know, watch performances. And then after we talked about it and we bought the merch and it was, it was, uh, it's kind of like religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think every religion has merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. If you're doing it right. You know, you know, religion without money is, it's not a religion at all. You need to, you need to get as much of that merch out. <laughs> Jesus fishes on the back of cars and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, the white robe, you know, some... Uh, Ku Klux Klan? 
Oh no 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> no you know you know the uh, the Jesus robe. They always show him like oh, they, uh, with the, the robe and all that, <laughs> and, all, and the thing. Um, they always show that one picture of him like going up to heaven, and there's that light. You ever seen Jesus smile in pictures? No, ain't that weird? No. Do you think he has teeth? Uh, I'm pretty sure he had some teeth. I mean, right? He, he's 33. That's a good age to keep your teeth. Breath probably stunk because he didn't brush or whatever. But, I mean, he probably... He probably had some good chompers, you know? Yeah, he had some that. God chompers. I can see that. Yeah, man. Jesus, I was like wondering, like, yo, how come he's never smiled? You know, Buddha smiled, though. Yeah, Buddha smiles. Buddha, Buddha's happy. Yeah. Like, if I had to choose religions based upon that alone, I would choose Buddha. Buddhist because it's like, Buddhists don't smile, though, but Buddha... Well, the fat one, because I heard yeah. multiple. Well, he laughs, and he has yeah. that big belly laugh. <laughs> right, yeah. right. He's like a bald Santa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jesus don't smile. Like, why is Jesus so serious? Yeah. yeah. I always wanted to. I mean, well, I mean, you know, he had to do a lot of work. It was a lot of work. He's busy. <laughs> He's like, oh. So, uh, like, no. Nah. <laughs> hey, Jesus. <laughs> not now. <laughs> not, not now. Too busy trying to. I got a meeting. I got a meeting at two. I got a meeting at two. I'm trying to get to all these people this. To understand, I need to learn these lessons. Eat some of this unleavened bread. <laughs> so, what is your future plans? Are, are you going to come out with another record? Will we have another record to listen to soon? I do want to have another comedy record. Um, I do know I have I have a couple of I have a trajectory, and I want to act on as soon as possible. I already have the name of my currently of my next two comedy albums but it could change but as of right now i know exactly what it is i have promo for it i'm ready to go i merch um, like i said i want to uh hit you know hit hit them over the head with the stuff uh, it's, a lot of the stuff is tackling what's going on now type of environment i would like um you know just mentally where i'm at you know with my life and my my family dynamic yeah and i want people to grow with me because um you know, I, I feel like you're never the same person you were two years ago, three years ago, you know. So that's why I think it's important to continually put out work to show your growth and who you are, you know. So, yeah, I think the next couple of projects will be like, I think my, my the Happens to the Best of Us was pre-me coming to my own. I mean, but now, like, my my voice is stronger than ever. I don't have to force who I am at all. Like, I can just sit back in the comfort of, you know, like, you know, love me or hate me. And people choose love me. And they do. Yeah. And it's crazy because I'd be like, ill. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I just think, um, you know, when you are yourself, that's when you draw in uh, the most people. What's it called? The. Um, Law of attraction. Yeah, or the, your authentic self. I, yeah. I think people pick up on I mean, people pick up on when it's BS. Mm-hmm. And you're, when you're not being speaking from your heart. And when you're speaking from the heart, even if it's not totally super profound, or it, it's just, it hits you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I think there's, I believe, like, you know, there's, like, people have energy. And when, you know, someone's really talking from the heart, you, it, it, it it's kind of like getting punched in the, in the gut, but in a good way, not not in a, in a bad way. More like if Buddha tickled your gut. <laughs> Stop it, Buddha. I'm trying to focus <laughs> like, on this podcast right now. God, Buddha. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. man. 
Uh, get another guy because you tripping. What are you, are you going to film it? Uh, are you just or is it just going to be a record? How is it going to? I always when I record something, I always film it. I have stuff in the vault Ooh. that you've never seen. Woo! I always film and record, but you know, I definitely want. I, I just tell it differently. You know, I you know, it, I don't know what I'm going to do with most of the recordings I currently have, but. Um, I would like the next one to be filmed and recorded, sold separately. Like, you know, you'd be able to stream. Like I said, I, I like all platforms. The distributor I use is always go through all platforms. Um, I would like to do Sirius XM, you know, um, Laugh Out Loud Radio. It's Kevin Hart's thing because I have, you know, connects to that or whatever. But then also, I like to come up with like an actual comedy special that I could be proud of, you know, filmed in a, you know, a place full of people. I mean, it's going to be weird because, you know, with this new culture with masks and stuff like that and social distancing, but, you know, I embrace it, man. I mean, this is what we signed up for, you know. It's like I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the conversation in whatever capacity. I, I think this is the one time in our history where people have the time to take in content. I think when you're working all the time or, you know, this is, uh, it's been – I've been listening to more podcasts more and, you know, just – you know, finding more more content, and the the one thing uh, I experience uh, being as a comic and watching other comics is, I'll watch something, I might not think it's funny, but other people do, and sometimes I'll watch a comic and I'll just be like, I don't get it, but some reason they got this special, some reason there's people who do like that. I, I think it's it's back to there's an audience for everybody. You just got to put yourself out there. Just be big in Japan or big in Holland or big in, I mean, people, people are, are, are cheering for you. I, I think for me, sometimes I, I, I have to like kind of uh, hit myself or like, because I'm very hard on myself. Are you hard on yourself? I can be harder on myself. I need, I need to be harder on myself. My, my work ethic isn't as strong as it needs to be. <laughs> but my ideas, man, that's all I'm like. I feel like if something happened to me, I feel like the world would be missing out because I think the thing, I really do believe I have ideas that could, the world could benefit from. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it sucks that I'm not in a position to execute as much as I want to, but I'm putting myself there. So when you get to that platform and you get to that, that area, uh, that, that place in your life, I can see you doing a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of people I see, I'm like, oh, I can see I could see you doing a lot of things. I can see you, um, you know, just developing a lot of things. And, and uh, I think you have a command and uh, people really respect you and they love you. And, and, and they go, what, what, what's Jeremy saying? What, 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 what does Jeremy <laughs> think? And uh, that's, that's really important. Let's see. Uh, so if people want to, do you have like an Instagram and all that? Uh, there's so much media. No, really. social media is stupid. <laughs> Um, do you, do, what do you what do you use the most? Instagram or Facebook or? I'd say right now Instagram is probably you know, the the quickest way to get a response from me. That's at Jeremy Comedy because people can't spell Scipio for some reason. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, at Jeremy Comedy on Instagram. Uh, Twitter is actually my name is Jeremy at Jeremy S C I P P I O. Um, also dot com Jeremy Scipio S C I P P I dot com, yeah, and then Facebook is uh as as a Facebook you now backslash uh, J S C I P P I O. Um, I have a fan page. 
Um, comedy album on iTunes and everywhere else, but buy it on iTunes if you want the money to go to my pocket. Other than that, you can stream it and I'll get two cents of it. But <laughs> happens to the best of us. Yeah, I think that's my plugs. Plug. What, 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 what was that one? Was it, it wasn't MySpace. It was, what was before that? Before what? Facebook? Remember the day it was MySpace and okay. then what was that one? MySpace. Before MySpace? Yeah, there was MySpace. I can't remember the other. God, I think I can think of the other, <laughs> the other platform. There was another platform that I was, I was on. My, back. Bro, MySpace, man. Dog, do you understand? There are children. There, there are adults that never touched MySpace, but they can own a house. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, yo, that's like 15 years ago, dog. Your space, MySpace? Like, when you say it, they're like, what? Yeah, bro. That's crazy. Crazy, like you'd be like, my, I don't know if that what it is. Yeah, that's like that's one of those uh, those social media wars that they they definitely. I mean, no, sorry, like you know, how, like you're like uh, like Mac or PC or you know Apple, or Android or Coke, Pepsi, whatever. MySpace lost that fight. Oh, it was Friendster. Remember Friendster? Friendster? Oh, God, that's even older. <laughs> that is, um, I think Friendster actually did. I think they, they use something like that on, um, you seen Social Network? That's a long time ago. You know, but you know. What that yeah, yeah, about, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Justin Timberlake's character created what was like Friendster. Oh, yeah. Something like that, yeah. But I think Facebook pretty much is like a evolved version of Friendster or something like that. It's like they had a baby. Yeah. Like, like it's Friendster and Facebook, you know, mated, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean. Yeah, we came a long way. They had Napster for music, and they got sued. Man. Yeah, what, what websites did you used to get on back in the day? I used to go to E-Bombs World. What? E-Bombs World. I wonder if it still exists. E-Bombs World, you could do um, print calling. Pretty much, they, they had, like, soundboards of, like, different actors' voices and stuff like that. So you can call somebody and only be Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. It'd be Man. like, somebody would be like, uh, it'd be like, you know who I am. And then they'd be like, they'd be like what? Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do I look like? Like, was, uh, what does Marcellus look like? It's like, what? Like, what does Marcellus Wallace look like? Does he look like a bitch? Why are you trying to that. fuck him like what? Like, that, all that is like on the boards. And I used to just crack up because people would respond. I mean, I'll be, yo, people, if you're getting prank called, even a little bit, just hang up. Because nobody used to hang up on me back in the day. And I used to just go wild. All the message boards. Even sometimes I do my voice. My favorite one I used to do this. Like, like uh, hello, you've reached wet and wild. You'd like to talk to Stacy. <laughs> Press one now. And some people go, beep. I'm like, Fuck, that was the end of that joke. Uh, <laughs> Hi, you reached Stacy. <laughs> uh, can people even crank call anymore? Can you crank call? Yeah, people like talking on the phone. You'd be surprised. People like talking. You can hit, you call private and yeah, hello. Oh, this person's not here. Oh, like you you could text somebody right now and they'd be like wrong number and you can be like hey, what you eating? They'd be like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong number. <laughs> like, why are you still having this conversation? Wow. Well, Jeremy, I want to say thank you for being on the show. 
You know, just don't kill yourself today. I won't kill myself, and I, I hope somewhere along the lines I've gotten you canceled on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I have another podcast that I'll be putting out in the future, and it's called uh, Checking In, The Farley Show. Uh, there'll be 10 minutes, maybe not as long as this show, and there'll be more just about kind of like a daily journal in the mind of my mind. Mm-hmm. I'll be calling people, family members. I'll be calling you. Okay. Uh, Your family. Asking, asking questions. Uh, so I'm really excited. That should be coming out really soon. Cool. Uh, now, with the podcast, do I need an email or something like yes. that? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> the email, website, and a place for me. Yeah, you need people to reach you. A website. Okay, a website. You need this whole assistant. Okay, could I just do a, what, could I just have like a, a Instagram page? Instagram page and a Gmail. A Gmail, okay, okay. Requirements at this point. Uh, okay, okay. If right. people can't reach you, you know. Yeah, because I, yeah. You don't want people be signing your DMs for <laughs> professional work. They can't send you a contract in your DMs for it. And my, the first podcast, I, Lisa and I, we talked about how I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. It's a, I feel like I'm like the indie rock of uh, podcasting. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I'm winging it at times. Go hard, man. That's it. I would say just keep doing your thing. Don't stop. Don't stop. Get it, get it. Rock, rock, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just go, just go, just go, just go. You're doing well. I'm proud of you. Um, well, I want to thank you, say thank you again, Jeremy. Love you very much. You're awesome. Love you too, Foss. And uh, let's do this outro music. Foss Barkley, guys. Do you have anything else you want to say? You know, any, any words? Yeah, man. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out. Healthy booties out there. <laughs> the healthier, the better. Healthy. We